Okay, so as everyone's getting seated, I'm Anna, and I have a question for everyone. Who's played hide-and-seek before? Oh, okay. Now, who, when you're playing hide-and-seek, likes to look for people? Yeah, okay. So when I was little, I loved to play hide-and-seek, and especially at my grandparents' house, because their house was so big, and there were so many hiding spots for everyone to hide in. But sometimes, when you're in a big new place and there are lots of hiding places, it can be kind of scary to be the person who's looking for everyone because you don't know where they are. And sometimes, I would play hide-and-seek and I would be looking for my friends and my family and my little brother especially. And I would not be able to find them and I would get so scared that they weren't going to be in the big house. And I didn't know what to do. So. In order to strengthen my trust and allow me to believe that the people would be there, my family and I invented this new game called Hide and Go Peep, where if you are the hiders in this case, you give a little peep if um, you, the seeker can't find you. So if I was getting really close to someone in my family, but I wasn't able to find them, they go peep, and you'd be able to find the person more easily. Um, now, it didn't mean it was less scary, but it helped me trust and understand that I still had people waiting for me while I was looking for them. In the story we just heard, Thomas also had trouble believing his friends, and all of his friends were giving him little peeps, just like in Hide and Seek, that Jesus was coming back. But Thomas had such a hard time believing, believing them and able, being able to trust in them that Jesus was back, that he needed to see Jesus for himself. And that's okay. And sometimes we play hide and seek, and we need to see the person hiding, and we can't just listen to them peeping. So as you go forward into the week, I want you to think about the ways that your friends, that you can trust your friends and your family, and give them little peeps and be there for them. Okay, so let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for giving us peeps, and thank you for the people that provide little peeps and allow us to trust in you and to trust in them. Let us go throughout the week and be, be someone who gives a peep for others. Thank you guys for coming up. And if you are three years old, four years old, or five years old, you're going to go with Pastors Carol and Brandon over there to Children's Church. <laughs> okay. Good morning. Um, my name is RJ Gilland, and I graduate from USN, University School of Nashville, next month. And I'm excited to go to college somewhere in New York next fall. Um, I'm not sure exactly where that will be. I'm still deciding. But yeah. Um, anyways, as a start, I would like to say thank you. My fellow seniors and I are so grateful for all the support this church has shown us. We have definitely felt that love during our time here. Thank you to all our Sunday school teachers, trip chaperones, small group leaders, and friends and family who have provided snacks, meals, beds, dinner tables, and much more during our youth group endeavors. Thank you for a youth space where we can gather each week and be with each other. Thank you for helping us along our faith journeys. My faith has always been something I struggle with. I'm not sure, or I am sure that many people can relate to that, I've never really been sure of what God meant to me or how God really fit into my life. Not my family's life or my community's life, but my life. I spent all of my life going to church and Sunday school and saying grace before dinner. 
I would always pray to God when I was most scared, like when a plane would be taking off or a roller coaster was going upside down. Even though I spoke to God and thanked and bargained with God, I never really understood if I did that because I thought God was actually listening or if I did it because I didn't know who else to ask for help. Now, at the big age of 18 years, I still don't know the answer. Similar to Thomas and the disciples who gathered together after Jesus' death, I do know that I kept choosing to participate. I went to small groups, the fall retreats, the progressive dinners. I did the 30-hour famine, the room in the inn, and the summer mission trips. I even read scripture during worship. I participated even after my parents stopped asking me to. I did it because I wanted to. I was excited to go to warmth in winter with our youth group, which meant talking about, our, talking about God and our faith journeys for a whole weekend with 2,000 other United Methodist youths and adults. Whether or not I realized it, I was keeping myself a part of this community, one that was based in the church and based in my relationship with God. As a result, I continued to ponder about verses in the Bible as well as things in my own life. I thought about how current events related to the Holy Spirit, and I reflected on whether or not God would agree with the actions of other Christians around the world and the things they did in the name of the Lord. At the same time, when people would ask if I was a Christian, I would say, yes, but I'm not super religious. Because of situations like that, I think I started to downplay my faith to myself, telling myself just because I didn't feel the need to become a sister or to try to help others find their place in the church that I wasn't a real Christian or that I didn't believe in the grace of God. However, now after being asked to talk about my beliefs in front of not only my parents and peers, but the whole congregation, I start to realize how much I chose to make God a part of my life because God naturally is. God isn't just a part of my life because my parents stuck me in the daycare downstairs at the ripe age of four. It's because I truly believe that he is there for me. I believe in the support that my youth group family gives me. I believe in the love that our congregation shows each other. I believe in the morals like kindness, humility, humility strength, courage, and understanding that Jesus taught me to live by. And even on days when I don't feel the presence of the Lord or when I don't understand why God is the way he is, even when I question God's power and love, I still have faith that there is something out there to question, that there is something out there to feel disappointed and confused by. Even in my darkest hours and even in the weakest moments in my relationship with God, I still believe there is something to take stock in, something that is worth living the way I live for, something that is worth coming to small groups every week and learning about supposed stories of miracles. This is all a part of my religious journey, and even when I don't believe it or don't want to believe, I will always have faith in God. I will always be grateful for the relationship that God, with God that this church gave me. Maybe you can relate as well, maybe, or maybe you can't relate. Maybe your faith journey has been a lot easier. Or maybe you can relate and you don't necessarily know what you believe today. But if you look around the sanctuary, you might realize, just like I have, that we are all taking our own faith journeys together as a community. Thomas and the disciples had no idea what their next steps were after Jesus was crucified. And even when Jesus was there with them to show them his nail scars in the pierced side, they continued to be scared. They hid until Jesus came again and said, peace be with you. Maybe today we can leave the sanctuary with understanding that even if we are confused and scared by God and by our faith journeys, that we are all here for each other alongside God to comfort and help one another. Thank you.
Hi, um, my name is Hildy Medovich, and I'm gradu graduating from MLK um, in May. I will be attending Rhodes College in the fall and majoring in neuroscience. I have been a part of the youth group since seventh grade, and it has been a constant for me over the past couple years when the whole world has been in turmoil. My first experience with our youth group was the mission trip after my sixth grade year. I was the only rising seventh grader going and wasn't close with anyone else on the trip. I didn't care. I was going on that trip and I was going to have fun. I was full of confidence back then, as I'm sure Emily and everyone else on that trip could attest to. I wasn't worried about who was going, what we were doing, where we were staying, but now that's a very different story. I have a hard time letting go of the little details and feel nowhere near as confident in new and different situations. I'll be honest, going to college next year without knowing anyone terrifies me, something 13-year-old me would laugh at. Maybe these past few years have been hard for you too. It seems like they've been hard for everyone. For me, things were canceled, I struggled with online school, and I was isolated and felt alone, as many of you probably have. I felt as though the floor was ripped out from under me and I was falling, trying to grasp onto anything for support. Everything suddenly changed and everything felt uncertain. At first, I was thrilled with being out of school, thinking this would pass quickly. Well, I was wrong. Um, those two weeks had turned into two months and now two years later, we're still not finished. A year of not seeing my friends, two years of not seeing their whole face, I felt so alone. We were all in this together, but it sure didn't feel like it. My mental and physical health suffered, as well as my faith. I wasn't going to Sunday school or small groups on Zoom regularly. I loved seeing my friends, but I just didn't feel a connection to my faith like I did before. It was hard to believe God would be there to catch me when COVID threw us in the deep end. Today's scripture from John feels very familiar in ways. I'm sure Thomas felt similarly. Jesus was not only supposed to be the disciples' friends, but their savior, and he was killed. Thomas believed Jesus would deliver them from persecution, and that belief was ripped away from him. His trust was broken. He was facing a cavern of uncertainty and couldn't bring himself to believe, believe Jesus had risen from the dead. I feel for him. It's easy to see him as a skeptic, but I can see how having trust in Jesus was hard after he died. It probably wasn't easy to let himself believe again. I've learned to take pretty much any news with a grain of salt. Everything feels tentative nowadays. It's hard to believe in little things, let alone trusting that God has my back. We all need some grace right now. And once again, we can take Jesus as an example. He came to Thomas and let him see the marks of the nails and let him put his hand in his side. He told Thomas not to doubt, but to believe. In difficult times, we need reassurance and we also get to give reassurance. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Last week was Easter when Christ rose from the dead. Now, if Jesus appeared right here in the middle of the sanctuary, we would be having a completely different conversation. But we don't get to see the marks left by the nails or put our own hands in his side. We have to believe without seeing. We have to trust in God to be there for us. Think about who has been a good example of God's love in your life. Who has been there to show you grace when it feels like you were free falling? Can you think of a time where you've been that person for someone else? Or maybe when you have fallen short of extending that kindness? Who here has ever done a trust fall? Anyone? Yeah? Um, we've, done a couple, we've done this a couple times at our fall youth retreat. If any of you have ever done a trust fall, you know that it's usually done by having a partner stand behind you and falling backwards, hoping they will catch you. You can't see the person catching you. You have to trust they won't let you hit the ground. When the floor is ripped out from under us, we feel like we're falling back into God and we are falling 
back into our communities. Something much more tangible for us to hold on to is the community we have. I've been able to rely on my friends and neighbors in and outside of the church, and I've been able to see God in the actions and support from these people around me. The thing that scares me most about going to college next year is finding my community. I've been with my communities here for my entire life, and next year I'll be building that up from the ground. I do finally know where I'm going, and I've known what my major will be for a while now, but everything else is uncertain. I can't help but worry about housing, making friends, professors, and pretty much everything else that comes with the college experience. This is one of the biggest changes I've had to go through, and uncertainty is staring me right in the face. I'll have to rely on the trust I have in God and in myself to find a community and thrive in college. Before I finish, I want to say thank you to this congregation for supporting me and the 2022 senior class from baptism to confirmation and now our graduation. I started here during preschool and have loved and have been loved, encouraged, and challenged by many of you. I've gotten to serve and grow in my faith alongside some of my best friends. I'm so thankful for the community of faith and faith that this church has provided me. Thank you.